0: Good morning, good morning. We're honored you're with us today. We're honored that you're here with us joining in on this series as we dig into relationships. Like this is one of the biggest things that we can talk about, right? Because it's one thing to talk about this and talk about this, but relationships just make up a lot of life sometimes. Uh, A lot of times they add to the stress or they add to what's going on and what's weighing on your life and Sometimes maybe they make things a little bit better, but we, I just love digging into this topic. And it's always been something I've enjoyed preaching on. And last week we, we dug into this idea of brokenness and, you know, had a few fun words like, you know, kintsugi and some Japanese, right? Like that's a lot of fun. And this idea that God takes the pieces and begins to put them back together, not just in our marriages, not just in our relationships, but in your life. And this idea of working through a few things to get somewhere, and really it's the mission of our church, and I've already said it once today, moving from where you are to where God wants you to be. And this thought of, okay, maybe instead of just thinking about how my spouse can be better, and, and, and the things that, you know, oh man, I've got this long list of the things they need to be working on, right? Like, we, we can come up with it. It's not hard. It's pretty easy. But really this idea that God can begin to take the broken pieces of who we are as a single person. And he can begin to pull those pieces back together and we can begin to let God work in our lives so we don't have to expect our spouse just to be fixing everything. We blame our spouse on this and we blame our spouse, or, you know, our girlfriend, our boyfriend, our fiance. And for some of you guys, this is you know future tense, right? And something you're looking forward to in the years to come and some of you are like, hopefully the weeks to come, right? Uh, chill out, right? Uh, chill out a little bit, but this thought that God can begin to work in your life and prepare you for your marriage now. That God can begin to take the broken pieces of your relationship that you're currently in. And not just the pieces of two people coming together as one. But one person being whole. And God can work on you and begin to change your marriage through you. And today I wanted to continue in this idea of the pieces coming together. And maybe us working on a couple things in our own life that we don't have to point fingers, because it kind of goes back to that elementary school thing where it was like, you know, you're pointing one finger, but you got a couple pointing back at you, right? Uh, It's it's easy to point the finger, but it's the reality of, God, what do I need to be working on to become the man or woman, the husband, the wife that you've called me to be? So today I want to read a passage of scripture and I've preached on this before, and honestly, I've never preached on this in the idea of relationships and dating and marriage, and so I think it'll be fun. This is Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start with verse 1. It says, Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, everybody say everything. Come on, you guys are like, I mean, you're going to be screaming at that TV tonight, you know. Everybody say "everything." everything. There we go. Come on, you're with me now. Everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. I like some pleasing aromas. Come on, right? Um, I love this passage of scripture. As a youth pastor, I would preach this passage and, you know, imitate God, right? Like, be like God. And, of course, we can take that right there and say, well, you know, God, Jesus, the Trinity, right, the Holy Spirit, they're all one. So we can even say, imitate Jesus. And a big thing that's just been like a staple statement in my ministry has been this one simple phrase, and it's be Jesus. And so I'd be preaching to teenagers, and I'd be like, man, go into your school and be Jesus. They need Jesus, and keep, you keep praying for Jesus to come into your school and change things and shake things up, but why don't you start it? It's funny, we often pray for things that we're, we could be the answer for, right? Like we often are like, God, I can't fix this and God help these people with this. Like God's like, hey, like go do something, right? Like get active and, and do something and be something. And I've preached this so many times, like be Jesus. Go be Jesus in the workplace, right? And go be Jesus over here and in this area at the grocery store. And, you know, when you're driving your car and somebody, you know, flips you off, like, be Jesus, right? And it's just this statement that you can just put on anything. And today, I want to dig into this idea of imitating God, being like Jesus, but in the arena of your marriage. Hold on a second, right? (laughs) The expectation level just shot way up through the roof, right? Because that's kind of the hard thing is you push people to be Jesus over here and over here in this specific area, but like we always think, well, do you know who I am, right? Like, do you know the mistakes that I've made and the struggles that I'm bearing right now? Like, how am I supposed to be Jesus when I'm when I'm this and I just I can't even get past this and I make this mistake and man, I think these kind of thoughts. I love this verse because it's it's challenging us. And it's not saying, well, you've got to be like him right now. <laughs> it's not saying you've got to be perfect and make this happen like right now and just snap your fingers and you're Jesus and all this stuff. But it's this thought, like we can work towards something. And like I said, I've preached this so many times and I've pushed people, you know, to be Jesus and to step up in their life and, you know, to take their ministry to another level. But can we look at ourselves in the mirror and begin to say, okay, have I been the example of Christ in my marriage? Have I been the example of Christ in the other relationships that I have? And it's kind, of a, it's kind of a tough moment. It's kind of one of these moments that you come back and you've got to be really honest with yourself. And sometimes we like to avoid those conversations with ourselves. We, we try to avoid just kind of the tough things in life where it makes us feel inadequate or like we're not good enough. And today... And we just begin to say, okay, how do I be Jesus in my marriage? How do I I be Jesus in my marriage that I don't have yet? I'm not even looking at yet. I don't have any options right now. How can I begin becoming Jesus and preparing myself to be Jesus for my future spouse? A lot of us, and I was guilty of the same thing that, you know, I'm like, I want the greatest marriage in the world, and I want this, and I want that. And you know what? I wasn't willing to put in the work beforehand to become the person God really wanted me to be years ago before I walked into my marriage. And then we get married, and, you know, like, it's it's not easy. It's two very just close-knit relationships where two become one, and there's just a lot of friction sometimes. I, I tell people, we've been married for five years, and, you know, I'm like, how long you guys been married? I'm like, We've been happily married for three years. (laughs) You know, it took a couple of years to really kind of catch on and figure this thing out a little bit, right? And we're still, like, we're still making it through. We're still trying to figure this whole thing out. And we talked about it last week. It's just, it's not the easiest thing for two imperfect people to come together in such a close-knit relationship. Where, like, all the things that you used to love about them, like... (laughs) Kind of start getting on your nerves a little bit, right? And, you know, then you're like, I never noticed they chew their food like that. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> you just start to begin to, like, nitpick and notice a couple things here and a couple things there. And some of those little things become big things. And it's just not easy. It's not It's not always fun. But God created marriage to be something incredible. And I love a specific part of this verse that we're just kind of digging into right now. It says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Being Jesus in our marriage with our spouse is it's difficult. But could I challenge you and, and, and say this one thing? Like it's the most intimate relationship that you can experience. And here's what usually happens. Like I know my wife has seen me at my very worst. She has seen me in the darkest places of of my thoughts and the things that I'm willing to speak out. And she's seen that, and I know that. And so sometimes we have the tendency to be okay living in that avenue, in that lane, when I am... I've got to be the example of Christ. God is, like, Scripture's calling us to imitate God. And why not, instead of just trying to put everything and make it look like it's great or trying to be something great in this place and the workplace and as a parent, like, can we come back to the most important relationship that we have other than our relationship with God and begin to say, okay, I'm going to focus on this relationship and I'm going to give it my best. I'm not going to give my best over here or over there, but this is going to get the best version of me. And I'm going to work really, really, really hard to make sure that my wife or my husband gets the best version of who I can be. And can I tell you that when that begins to happen and you begin to live that out, you're going to be better in every other area of your life. It just takes some work and it's not easy. And like I said, things that aren't easy, we, we tend to just kind of push off to the side and we don't really want to dissect the reasons behind, you know, why we do what we do and why we just fall into these tendencies. But can we just invite the uncomfortable areas of our life to be dug in and let God just like, man, he'll get that flashlight out and he'll show you real fast. You spend some time with God, he'll be like, hey, this is something you can work on, right? And just work on that and then go to the next thing. But it takes time. So many of us, let's just be honest, we we come to to our marriage, we come to our spouse with like the leftovers. We're tired, we worked really hard today. Our kids are extra comp like they're like the hardest phase of their life until they get to the next hard phase, right? That seems even bigger and harder and like a mountain like never before. Like There's always going to be things that drain you, but can you come back to your spouse, to your mate, to the person you're dating and give them your absolute best and begin to imitate Christ. As you read through scripture and you see that Christ is this, try to be this in your marriage. Try to live it out. And when you fall down, when you mess up, when you're so tired you can't be that, wake up the next day. And jump back on. A lot of us, like, you know, we get excited about a thought or an idea. Like, some of y'all are like, man, I'm going to take this. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to be Jesus. I'm going to try this out. And, like, two days from now, you're like, totally forgot about this whole thing. And like, if you mess up, if things don't go perfectly, like, just just jump back on. Like, try to build some consistency. I guarantee you you'll see things change in your marriage. Like I said, so many of us are focused on changing our spouse and like highlighting this thing and that thing. And hey, you're you're not so great at this area, right? It's so easy. But why can't we just look at ourself and say, God, I want to imitate you in the greatest relationship that I have with the person that's the greatest gift you'll ever be given. It's not easy, y'all. And I want to dig into this just a little bit more. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. and Just in the middle of verse 16, it says this. It says, God is love. Everybody say love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them, and we live in God. Our love grows more perfect. So here's something I want to dig into today, that if we're going to imitate God, if we're going to begin to be like him, I'm reading right here that God is love. So then maybe we can begin to take this thought, and maybe today our first step towards imitating God and being Jesus in our relationships and our marriage is this just one little simple thought. And it's, if God is love, we should be love. This isn't anything mind-boggling. Like, you've heard so many messages, oh, I know God is love, but... If we're literally trying to 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 walk down the road of being like God in our marriage, we can start with this very specific thing that love is a huge piece of who Christ is. Like, go into the Bible and read the most famous verse of all, like John three sixteen, And it says, for God so kind of liked the world. No, I didn't say that, right? Um, for God so, you know, kind of cared about people a little bit that, No, it says, for God so loved the world. Like That's what the gospel is rooted in. That's what we see God like. That's one of the most synonymous words that we could use to explain God, to explain what he's done, to explain the gospel to people. And so maybe the first step that we can take in beginning to say, God, restore who I am, restore my marriage, restore my relationships, is begin to try to be love. How do you do that? Like, what does that look like? How do we live that out? It's pretty important, and Jesus speaks on this idea a lot. In John chapter 13, verse 34, it says, Jesus said, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I love that last part there, right? Like, it's it's going to show the world what real love is like. That It's going to point people back to who God is. And can I tell you that I'm reading this? And like I said, I preach this stuff a lot to, you know, go chase, you know, your friends at school. And to go chase the people at the grocery store. And be Jesus here. and Be Jesus here. But I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, okay, we focus on being Jesus out here. And being Jesus to the guy that drives us in the Uber car. And at the restaurant that we got to leave a tip. And, you know, right, like... Jesus loves you on the on the receipt or something, right? What if we begin to focus and say, you know what? I want to prove God's love through the relationship that he's blessed me with to the person that he's beginning to to mold us into something, right? Taking two people and making them one. And why can't we use our love and our marriage to point people to Jesus? And we're doing ministry all on our own, right? Like No, like when you, when you make those vows and when you stand up in front of everybody and you got your suit on and you slick your hair over, right, and you look way better that day because you got the makeup caked on and, you know, you got, got your hair did and you stand before those people, right? Your family members and you got somebody here and they got a suit on and they're getting you to say those vows like, there's something incredible about this union, And can I tell you that if you begin to try to be love, and if you try to exemplify Christ in your marriage, it's going to point people to Jesus. It's going to show them how capable he is. Because let's be honest, marriage in our culture, marriage in our society, it's kind of a joke. Because it's about... That easy, and I say it's that easy, to just say, you know what, I'm done with it. And you walk out, and then you're filling out papers and going through all the you know, the legal stuff to say, you know what, we tried it out, and we're done. But there's something about being loved. And a lot of us, maybe we've had tension with our spouse. We've had tension with our husband or our wife or our boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. We've had that tension there. And it's easy to say, you know what, I don't want to fight through this. I don't want to fight for us. But I'm going to be, you know, maybe a little selfish, and I'm going to fight for the things that I'm thinking and the things that I want. Maybe we can come back and say, you know what, I'm going to try out this idea of embodying love in my relationship with my spouse. And maybe, just maybe, as I imitate Christ and the the relationship that I have that gets kind of just tough sometimes. And you get in some hairy situations and they they know everything about you and the mistakes that you've made. And maybe they remember the bad things that you've said and the bad things that you've done and the mistakes that you've made. Maybe you can begin to embody love in such a way that even if your spouse doesn't even believe, believe in Christ or if they're not even working towards this idea or mindset they're like whoa like what has happened you can begin to show them the love of Christ and you focus on the ministry of your marriage like I hate to break it to you but we've all been called to ministry Really truly believe that one of the greatest outlets to show this world who Christ is is the union of two imperfect people coming together against all odds. And things aren't always great, things aren't always perfect, but it's incredible to see love prevail. And our world needs it more now than ever before. And it sounds easy, right? Like I'm up here, like I can get you excited. Maybe, to, you know, tonight you're, you practice this a little bit and you walk through it a little bit and, you know, maybe, maybe you give it a shot. But the real true piece to this, the real true idea to this is consistency. And even the days that you, you fail, even the days that you mess up, you say, you know what, I am gonna step back up. And no matter the fight that we've had, no matter the struggles that, just seem like they're weighing down on our relationship. We continue to just get back up and be Jesus in the holy union of marriage and what it is that we can embody love in such a way. The sad thing is I've seen so many people that are searching for real love in their life. They look for it, right? They, We grow up and you just feel empty. You feel like there's a piece of you missing. And a lot of times that vice ends up being relationships. Because we were created to be very relational. God created us for community and for marriage. I mean, he literally created us that way. We're wired that way. So we, we stumble into life we stumble into the culture that we've been born into with these preconceived notions of what relationships look like and what dating looks like and let's be honest the landscape of what that looks like is completely shifted since when I was younger and when you were younger I mean there's so many things that come at the next generation that they're growing up and they' they're seeing this at school and they're seeing this in TV shows right they're being pushed to believe that that marriage isn't even really a thing anymore and they can just be who they want to be and they can chase after this but they still Still there's this urge for a relationship to make us feel like we can find real true love. It's something that I've realized is that you can search. You can get married 18 times. You can go from one relationship to the next. real love that everyone's searching for it's not even found in those relationships but it's found in the relationship with Christ God is love people begin to take those next steps in their walk with Christ and begin to find fulfillment in your purpose. You begin to feel those pieces that are just so shattered and so broken because we've, we put our trust in this and we put our trust in, in this relationship and God begins to come and put those pieces back together and make us feel whole. Like I said last week, this the thought that God is a professional at taking broken things and putting them back together. And I would urge you and I would challenge you and I would push you to examine your life, examine your friendships and your relationships. And if you're married today, I would, I would challenge you to examine your marriage and begin to ask yourself, have I been showing my spouse the the example of Christ and the new things that begin to come into your life as you really walk in relationship with him. If I need to be Jesus, if I need to imitate his example and he is love, we've got to begin to be love in the most difficult relationship the hardest relationship. Like I've said, some of you are like, okay, I'm not married, so I guess I'll get get on it later, you know? But it starts now. Next week, we're gonna dig into this idea of, it's more of Christ's example and what that looks like in our marriage, but I wanna dig into the specific roles of husband and wife and really dig into this idea. I think it starts with just a simple next step. That we can be love. That we can be love when you're angry. We can be love when the relationships just seem so dull and lifeless. People search. love can only be found in a relationship with Christ. But I also believe that real love can be found when you begin to embody real love. What I mean by that is I'm not preaching to your spouse today. I'm preaching to you today we can take ownership of the relationship that we've built and our our efforts in that and our mistakes in that and the things that I haven't been in that and this challenge to think okay if I can begin to imitate God and God is love And I can walk into the relationship that God has given me. Or I can prepare myself for the relationship he has down the road for me. I can begin to work on embodying the idea of what real love is. And the love that Christ has shown me that is sufficient. that, That begins to make things perfect in the weakness of our lives. Like we can put some thought and some effort. And stop worrying about what our spouse is and what our spouse isn't and the things that that, that they just fall apart in and the things that they can't do and can't be. Maybe turn that expectation around and those fingers that are pointing right back at you. And then we can say, how can I be love?" And I can't preach on love without going to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you've been in church any amount of time, seen this, right? Like, this is on the signs at Hobby Lobby. This is all over the place. You know, everybody's sharing this on Facebook and, you know, all over the place. It's everywhere. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angry. Keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. I wanna be Jesus in my marriage. Jesus is love. And I, I, I specifically believe that this verse is here to point us to what love is, what love can be, and we can be inspired to chase after each and every single part of this. Last week, I challenged you to begin praying with your spouse every day. That I, I truly believe that the greatest thing that you can do in your marriage is begin to come together hour long, intercessory prayer, but if you can just carve out 30 seconds, that it's a moment that you just come together, maybe hold hands, maybe put your arms around each other, and I would challenge the husbands to lead each of you and pray, and it doesn't have to be eloquent, it doesn't have to be perfect wording, it doesn't have to just you know, be ready for, you know, to get up on a microphone and say in front of people. But there is power in prayer. And there's power in the union that God created. And it's those moments that begin to just take the pieces, the broken pieces of each union. Put them together. And some of you, maybe you, you know, you went all this week and you nailed it. Can I be honest, like we didn't pray together every day. Like drop the ball, like just vulnerability. But can I challenge you, let's jump back on tomorrow or even today and make a plan. Don't just expect it to happen. Like if you don't plan it, it's not gonna happen. Build a routine and do it. And if you fall off, get back up. Today, this week, I wanna give you another challenge. And this is something for you to work on in your own life. I truly believe can help you embody love in your marriage. And it's to take this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse four. We're gonna have it on social media if you forget. Like we'll we'll make sure it's easy for you to find. But if you break this verse down, there's 14 things that it says you can be to be love. And I would challenge you to be brave enough to just carve out like a minute and maybe it's like in between stuff. But like I said, you got to plan there. It's not going to happen. And you come to this verse and you start with the first thing. So maybe tomorrow you wake up and you've planned your time and you, you start in this verse and it says, love is patient. And can I challenge you to begin to look and examine your life and say, how can this change me? How can this change the person that I am and help me love people, love my spouse, love my future spouse better? And then the next day, you you, you jump back on. You're excited, right? Because you're jumping in this. and You're giving it a shot. And it says, love is kind. And you say, God, how can I be more kind in my marriage? Have I been kind? How have I been with this? How can I be better and make some, okay, I need to do this and I can be better at this. Like, you can do it. you go to the next thing and it says it does not envy. You examine and you pray. and Then you go to the next thing and you walk through this verse and here's what I would challenge you to do. Do this every day. You'd walk through it twice a month. When you finish it, just start over. And I guarantee you that if you're spending time trying to be more like God, embodying love, and you break it down and you're praying about it and you're making plans and you're thinking, how can I be this? There's so many great things here. There's so many great challenges. Like I said, like it is not easily angered. Man, like, that didn't slap you in the face. Like I know I'm not the only person here who needs that keeps no record of wrongs. And it all goes back to just pointing at God and the love that he has for you and for me. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? God, I thank you that in a dark world, So many things that influence us. Where dating and relationships and marriage have been so twisted that it can be as simple as coming back to the idea of what real love is, and it's found in who you are. And as we chase after you, as we chase after your example, we can begin to embody love in our relationships and in our marriage and begin to see it transform us from the inside out. That instead of pointing fingers and expecting our spouse to step up and be better and to change things in their lives, God, we can show the example of what true love is. And that it begins to, to shape us and mold us and make our marriage something that points back to who you are. And it's a ministry. And people see the marriage that we have, and it changes their lives. God, I pray for every marriage and every future marriage represented in this room and in this church. That each of us would just begin to chase you. My life right with Christ. Maybe you've experienced the love of God in a relationship with God before, and maybe you've walked away from it, and maybe you've never experienced the true love of God and what it can begin to do and help you move in your life. a church to Mansfield, Texas to help people move, not just in one specific area, not in just their relationship with God, but in every aspect. And We wanted people to make the decision to know God deeper and to chase after Him and to follow Him. And if you're here today and you say, Seth, I need to get my life right with Christ. Would you just lift up your hand and we can be praying with you In my relationships. Maybe today you feel challenged by this word and you want to live this out. Would you just lift up your hand? Thank you. Thank you. God, I pray over the relationships, over the marriages, over the future marriages. God, I'm praying that you would help each and every one of us embody your example of what real, true love is, what it looks like, how we can break it down and begin to take steps toward becoming the person that you created us to be and how we can be loved in this world that needs it so desperately and our marriages that need it so desperately. God, I pray it into our lives, God, that this would be something that we would consistently begin to chase after and begin to embody and exemplify in our everyday lives us walk in this. Help us be challenged in this. Help us live this out. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. And everyone said,